Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. But the, the point is, and this is a kind of a phrase that I know sounds blasé, but it's just the way it is. Mm. God is sovereign and we may not understand everything, but that's just the way it is. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been making our way through the names of God and we've been learning how each name reveals another aspect of his character that helps us to understand and relate to him. Now, in this program, we're going to be learning about the name El Elyon. It's almost like you're stuttering when you say that El Elyon. (laughs) (laughs) Just earlier today, I was thinking to myself, God, why do you need so many names? He actually doesn't need so many names. I mean, Mm. he knows who he is. He declared himself to be I am that I am. He knows exactly who he is purpose of all of these names is so that we can get to know him. And e- even with all the names, even as you go through them, you still don't get to know him in total. He's so incomprehensible in many That's ways. Right, yeah. But I wanted to start by reading Psalm 57, 1 and 2, and it says, Be gracious to me, O God, be gracious to me, for my soul takes refuge in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I'll take refuge until destruction passes by. I'll cry to God most high, to God who accomplishes all things for me. And God most high there is El Elyon. Now, the, this particular name is both an adjective, so it, it, it describes God. Well, it describes God in part. And it's also very substantive because it, it's talking about the essence of who he is. It's talking about... God's extreme sovereignty, his extreme majesty, and the fact that he is preeminent over and above all things. So when you say the sovereignty of God, the preeminence of God, and the majesty of God, and we're going to cover that in the next 10 minutes, (laughs) you just think that's just ridiculous. We won't even scratch the scratch. Not even scratching the scratch. And so I just thought we just wanted to touch on those things because just like so minusculely because that. They'd, it's kind of encompassing who El Elyon is. Mm. Now, in the Old Covenant alone, the name El Elyon occurs 28 times. 19 of those occur in the Psalms alone. So if you were to look at those three particular elements of El Elyon, God Most High, Sovereignty, Majesty, and Preeminence, we'll look at the word sovereignty. What does it mean if God is sovereign? Now, honestly, you could spend a month mm. every day just going through the sovereignty of God. You'd still come away confused yeah. <laughs> because it, it basically means that it doesn't matter what happens, who it happens to, how it happens, when it happens, God has ordained it. Now, that if, if you can actually understand the sovereignty of God, it's because you're God. <laughs> you, you can't understand that because it leaves us baffled. Why does God allow certain things to happen, especially when those things appear to be bad or painful or destructive? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter why he does it. It's just that he does, mm. and he does it for his purposes. Yeah, and it's almost a step of faith, isn't it? And I can see why you know, 19 times it occurs in the Psalms, because you can imagine David you know, in all those different situations oh, he found yeah. himself saying, 
God, I don't understand what's going on, why this is happening, but I put my faith in you as as my sovereign God. Exactly. Where are you? You've forgotten about me. (laughs) I'm trusting you here. Yeah, exactly. David understood the sovereignty of God, that in all things, even Mm. in the most painful things. I mean, we learn about trials and tribulations. Going through them, it's horrible. But you come out the other side and you kind of go, well, I see what God was doing now in hindsight. I didn't at the time. But the, the point is, and this is kind of a phrase that I know sounds blasé, but it's just the way it is. Mm. God is sovereign, and we may not understand everything, but that's just the way it is. And everything that he ordains and purposes, permits, allows, whatever way you want to say it, will always result in his purposes being fulfilled. Mm. Well, a great example of that would be in Isaiah 46, in verse 10, it says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things which have not been done, saying, my purpose will be established mm. and I'll accomplish all my good pleasure. Yeah. So you can see God's sovereignty in that, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't understand how there can be doctrine that says that God is actually forced outside of human history because of the sin of men. And therefore, he has to have us mm. give him permission to come <laughs> back and act yeah. within the realm of humanity. That denies his sovereignty. Yeah. It's it's absolutely false. It's not right. Actually, I really like um, Romans eleven thirty six. It says, "For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever." And that kind of is starting to touch on his preeminence as well. We'll get to that in in a minute. But I thought we would look at his majesty. What does majesty mean? Well, with regard to God Himself. The Bible talks of God being clothed with majesty. And if you look at the English meaning of majesty, it's derived from a Latin word, which to me almost sounds Spanish, (laughs) but that could just be my accent. (laughs) Maestas. I I, I could be saying that completely wrong. But it means greatness and used as a style by many monarchs, primarily kings and emperors. And these styles would be a physical representation of their majesty. And the word used in context with God's majesty is usually it's hadar and it means honor, beauty, comeliness and glory. So in, in the case of say Psalm 93 verse 1, it says the Lord reigns. He's clothed with majesty or he's clothed with honor, beauty, comeliness and glory. The Lord has clothed himself with strength. Indeed, the world is firmly established and it won't be moved. Mm. And it's talking about how beautiful and majestic he is, but it's talking about his powers. Yeah. He holds everything. Within his hand. So he, he's magnificent. And in this verse is de- again describing the magnificence of God, his sovereign power over everything, his authority and power over the physical world. Yeah. He's above it, he's beyond it, and yet he encompasses the whole thing. Yeah. And then in, it also then moves us into the area of his preeminence. Preeminence is the absolute fact of him surpassing all others. It's his absolute authority. There is no bigger word than preeminent. Is yeah, he's right. preeminent. That's what yeah. it means. Well, we sort of talked a few programs ago about him being king of kings and lord of lords. Yeah. You know, he's a capital K king of kings. Yeah. So that's kind of that preeminence, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's like he's above everything. He's beyond everything. I mean, like in a, a measure of, of, of majesty, I mean, you've got the kings of the world and you've got the emperors of old. And then, you know, light years ahead, <laughs> you have God. Yeah. You know, he's just... It's like there is no comparison if you wanted to make the comparison. Yeah. There isn't one. He surpasses everything. He's superior. And, you know, we use these big words for him because you're trying to find something to actually describe him. And we say things like he is un. 
impassable. He is insurmountable. He is unstoppable. He is unattainable in the sense that he is just so big that even though we are learning to attain and understand elements of his nature and character, it's still nowhere mm. near. It's yeah. so he's, he's revealed so much to us already and it's nothing compared to the whole of yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. And in creation, the scripture actually says that he is preeminent in all creation. He's preeminent in not that he's a created being, but he is, he was the creating factor. He was I'm, I'm missing yeah. some words here, Robo. I can't quite <laughs> well, get them out. Another great example from the scripture is Isaiah 55. It says in verse 9, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, yeah. so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So once again, you're trying to wrap yes. your head around it all, but just understand that he is just so much greater, so much more powerful. And that it kind of throws you back a little bit to his sovereignty. Mm. It's because he's so big, so high, so lofty, so beyond us, that when it comes to his sovereignty, when it comes to him declaring and ordaining that things will happen, even though we don't understand it, understand, he is way ahead of us. Mm. He's got it all figured out. If we could actually figure it all out, we would be God. But it's because he's so beyond us and because he's so powerful, because he's so sovereign, doesn't that make you feel secure? That he is so far beyond me and my pathetic efforts that <laughs> I, I can actually rest in that. Mm, there's exactly. security in that. Well, there is a rest in that. And I guess there's also an element of just having to put our faith in yes. that and mm. understand that. So much to understand there. And there is more in the notes. So a reminder that you can access the notes from our website, vision.org.au slash foundations. In our next program, now we're going to learn about another name of God, and that is the name Elkanah. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.